The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Travis, you ready? Yep. Tom, you ready? Yep. Perfect. Here we go. We we we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple Triple Drain. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gets it's so some people may not know like I actually play that while we're recording and I, I don't know it kind of pumps us up it, it, it's a it's quite a enjoyable uh, opening song and it's the only uh, reason why I do the podcast only just reason, for that moment yeah, yeah. Tom it's been your uh, ringtone for quite a while now hasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah actually the Tom talks would probably make a little a little more sense for <laughs> for your ringtone now that I think no, about it that, that'd be his wife's ringtone <laughs> oh true yeah well um. Yeah, hope you two are doing well. I know it's been what two weeks, three weeks since we the last the last recording we did was with Loser Kid, um, and that was something we we talked about for quite a while trying to arrange that, and then it just happened that you know we did the rush reveal, which was really cool. The five of us actually all watched it together. We had ZenCaster open during the reveal and kind of watched it together, and then so we were chatting it up during the reveal, and then recorded that podcast immediately afterwards um, and talked about Rush. What's really impressive is the Loser Kid guys, Scott and Josh, actually stayed after. Like the three of us hopped off, and then the two of them recorded their own podcast. So that was like I don't know five or six straight hours of Rush for them. So um, <laughs> props to them for that. Um, but yeah, what what else has happened in the last two three weeks? I mean. Um, any any updates with either of you guys? Game room updates? Or, well, I, I, don't know. I was glad to help you out on your, your stream. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> so I was Travis about, couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what he's talking about is, uh, I I now stream every Wednesday night. I stream on the Pinball Network. Which anybody listening to this, the Pinball Network, we um we just started our own Twitch channel, YouTube channel, Facebook channel, and it's all people from TPN. and And the goal is to have somebody streaming every single night of the week. And so I have Wednesday nights. And um, what I also do is every other Thursday, I stream for Flipping Out, um, which is really neat. And so being that I knew I was going to stream on a Wednesday night and a Thursday night, what I've been doing is the weeks that I stream for Flipping Out, I do kind of a chatting stream. Um, just get, you know, maybe three or four people um, and we just talk. We just talk about pinball. We look at a bunch of stuff. And um, I invited... I. Tom has been on these streams before, but it, it's kind of late. I, I start streaming at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. And so um, I had actually reached out to Travis. Travis was like, I'm in. Uh, it sounds good. So I had Mike from the Pinballers, Craig Bobby. is Craig's always, always game. And then Travis. So we we're all good to go. Well, this was new. I just started streaming on, on. This was the first time we were doing a chatting stream for the Pinball Network. So I made all new graphics for it. I had everything ready. All the graphics I made for it was for four people. Um, well, like an hour or two before the stream was going to happen, Travis reached out and he had a family thing to come up and he couldn't do it. And I was like, crap. All right. So I reached out to Tom. Tom's like, what time? He's like, sorry, I can't do it. I reached out to like two or three other people. It was, I mean, it was last minute. And um, so, yeah, I had two options. Option one is I remake my graphics, which would probably have taken me, I don't know, 10 minutes um, so that it would work for three people. Or option two was like spend 30 minutes going through our last podcast 
specifically just Tom's track from the podcast and just taking samples of him talking out of the podcast. Which wasn't that much. Which was, it was more than you think. It was more than you think. And my goal was to get um, his introduction and him saying yes and him saying no. That's all I, that's all I wanted. That was my only goal. And I ended up with way more than that, um, such as. It's called a fork. You know, just like random <laughs> comments that, that aren't important. Um, so I ended up with a bunch of good stuff. I, you know, I got my yes. Yes. I got my no. No. And I got, you know, this like, oh, you know, hey, Tom, are you a fan of that? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I was good to go. I was set. But then I had a few that I thought were like obvious giveaways, such as. Uh, I'm going to bed. Good night. You know, that one or uh, <laughs> another one here. Is it okay? Is it okay if I just sit here and watch? So, you know, <laughs> I assumed sprinkling in a few of those throughout the stream would make it obvious. So I, I go ahead, Travis. Please tell me, did you do a Halloween one? You had uh, to have. You mean this one right here? We're not talking about Halloween. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I, and I, I purposely made certain that I mentioned Halloween at least once. And if anybody else mentioned it, it's just like, boom, we got to get in there. And then, and then, of course, I would keep coming back to like, I mean, overall, Tom, what are your, what are your thoughts about Rush? This is the greatest game ever made. You know, so it's like, Which is true. I had, yeah. <laughs> so I had just enough. I had just enough. But the really the selling part was the beginning, which is, you know, I introduced everybody and I was like, all right, Tom, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Tom from Fox City's Pinball. <laughs> and it, it it's like 30 seconds of his his introduction. And so I thought it was obvious, you know, and the reality was I was working with Mike and I was working with Craig and they knew. And so they knew to feed certain certain comments. I thought it was obvious. What I've come to realize was it wasn't obvious. <laughs> Travis is like crying. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, bro, yeah. this, this is too damn hilarious <laughs> yeah. right now. So I, I learned it wasn't obvious because the next day I had a few people reach out and they're like, they're like, hey, Tom was kind of quiet last night, you know? And I was like, are you serious? You know, or like, and so I streamed the, the next night and I asked the people as I streamed, like, hey, everybody that watched last night, how many people were on stream? And people are like, four. I was like, no, <laughs> there's just three. And just kind of showed these sound clips. So Tom, as a viewer, you were completely well, unaware. The funny, <laughs> the funny thing was I was, I was, I was viewing this in the chat, making yeah. comments. <laughs> And I yeah. think the only person that really picked up on it was Zach. Yeah. Uh, but Zach he didn't. Was, he didn't? That's the, no. So that's oh, the best I part. I swore <laughs> no. he did. Zach, the next day, when I, so on our TPN Discord, I actually wrote, I was like, hey guys, if anybody watched my stream last night, I just want to let you know, Tom was not on there and that was all a soundboard. And <laughs> Zach actually wrote like, that's incredible. You totally tricked me. And I thoroughly respect you for doing this or like respect that <laughs> idea. But I was curious when I saw Tom Fox City's pinball pop into chat. I was very curious to see what he, what your reaction was. And uh, Travis actually shared a screenshot because apparently you messaged Travis <laughs> saying, oh, my goodness, he has a Tom soundboard. <laughs> so. Um, so, yes, it was um, it's probably the best thing I've ever done. It's probably, you know, the best thing that. Yeah, I don't think any stream will ever be as good as that one. And it it was uh it's the gift that keeps on giving because well, it was <laughs> I'm now glad that if I cannot do this, I, I can fill in in some way. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And I I mean, this soundboard's not going anywhere, you know. Of course but, not. But the reality was when I when I played the clip of... Uh, I'm going to bed, good night. I played that at least four times uh, during the stream. And the best part was is somebody... Oh, that was the other thing. On the fourth camera, I just had a static picture of Tom. And so people are like, hey, where's Tom? And people in chat are like, oh, he went to bed. <laughs> which, is, which is so great to me. Um, and Mike's wife, Mike's, Mike's wife, Lisa, apparently was watching it upstairs the next morning. And she's like, did he not know his camera was frozen? And Mike's like, no, he's not there. So I don't know. Thank you, Tom, for bringing it up. Thank you also for being a good sport because no um, I, I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that a lot. But yeah. Travis, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going back through though and making a soundboard of you. I'm sorry. No, no, there's no need to. I, <laughs> no. I'm good. I'm good. We all know people listen to this podcast for for one of the three of us, and and it's not you. So sorry. <laughs> it's obvious. I mean, uh, yeah, we were having issues though at the beginning of this when we were having all kinds of feedback. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you guys, Joel is just effing sneaky. Let's put it that way. Tom and I were already going at each other. We were blaming each other for the feedback. Joel's just sitting there just staring at us like, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I got it all set up and then Travis came in and as soon as Tom popped in, that's when he heard it. So he was blaming Tom. But hey, I got it. If we got it, we got it solved. Hey, only solved. one of us has been on a podcast with George Gomez. So uh, I figured the professionalism true. would be a little bit more. Well, that's the worst part is the worst podcast I've ever filmed was the one with George Gomez and it's because I picked the wrong mic. So it picked up my headset uh, mic instead of my nice mic. So unfortunately, mm. it's probably the podcast I'm most proud of. It also sounds the absolute worst. So So you're the reason that we will never get another Stern employee probably. on this podcast again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. His interview right. questions were good, but his audio quality is garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I'll or, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Well, um yeah, uh, to to be honest, we, we have a few news items to get through. Um, we just wanted to throw you some content. To be completely honest, the the pinball podcasting world is it's kind of drying up. There just really hasn't been much, um, or like episode wise. I know some people have taken breaks. Um, yeah, there's a few that have stopped. <laughs> Travis is holding his hand up. He hasn't made one. I know I haven't made a, a just another pinball podcast in a while. So wanted to get an uh, 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 an episode out here. Um, just, yeah, like I said, to get you some content, if you're dying for content, I know I, I kind of already plugged it earlier, the pinball network, there is somebody streaming literally every single night. All those streams are automatically uploaded to YouTube. And, um, if you don't want to listen to somebody while they play, I do do chatting streams like every other week. So there, there's additional stuff you can listen to, but we'll go ahead and kind of roll through some of this stuff. Um, we'll start with the sad news. We'll start with the sad news. Um, Lyman Sheets, Lyman Sheets, um, arguably the greatest pinball programmer, uh, you know, of all time, recently passed away. Um, and he was young. I think he was somewhere in his 50s. And yeah, that was what's what's surprising is, well, maybe this this is surprising to me, but I, I never personally met the guy. But this was this was clearly a loss that not only hit like that's unfortunate for pinball people like in the potential future games that he was to make but this is clearly a loss to the people that knew Lyman which is a lot of people uh just seeing the posts on Pinside the posts on Facebook um to be 100% honest like I'm sad I haven't met the guy or hadn't met the guy because he he sounds like he genuinely was one of the nicest people ever um 
and just kind. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really, I have nothing to say personal about it other than I'm, I'm bummed. I'm, I missed a chance to, to meet him and, and, and spend time with him. I, I know he was a, an avid professional player, arguably like incredibly good, a professional player. Have, have either of you had an opportunity of competing against him or meeting him in person? I have not. No, I, uh, so basically Lyman sheets though, was one of the first people that I knew of when I got into pinball, because one of the things that drew me in first and foremost was once I got past just seeing a theme, I won, I wanted to know how a pinball machine worked and I wanted to understand rules and I wanted to understand coding. Like that was the big thing about it. And so once I started looking up stuff like that, I noticed pretty quickly that Everybody was saying, hey, this is the person that does the best. This is a person that saved Walking Dead. And the reason why I knew about that was because Walking Dead was the very first pinball machine I ever got. So that was kind of my start. And ACDC was one of the pinball machines that I wanted to get for a long time. So I kind of had my eye on those two. And once I learned you know, how great Lyman was at coding games, I started looking for more games that he was doing. And you know, you don't, the thing is, if you're not fully into pinball yet and you're listening to this, it's kind of hard to appreciate what his code is until you get an extreme sample size of all the different games from all the different eras. And one of the things that he was great about with pinball was that he knew how to pull something out of a game and make it more than what it probably should have been. And he makes it to where it's accessible to all kinds of different people, to all different skill sets for tournament players, for casual players. And Something like that, that is a hard balance to do. It is very, very difficult to do. But yeah, even more so, just seeing all the tributes pour out about him, seeing how many people are talking about how he's affected their lives, whether it's Stern employees or whether it's other people that have just met him up in New York or Illinois or just at tournaments. You kind of, I mean, it's one of those things, Joel, and Tom knows this. When you travel around to different tournaments, you start seeing the same people on a consistent basis and you kind of get to know people through that way. And that's one of the ways that Tom and I met. And it's just, you start to, you start to build friendships that way. So me personally, I never got a chance to know him and I always wanted to meet him, but I'm truly heartbroken for the people that did know him, that were friends and family of him, that were close to him, that had chances to compete with him. Because I mean, for, I don't know how else to explain it, except he was basically as much of a pinball God tier person as you could be. He was well-known well-respected and his work backed it up. And obviously his personality just in person backed it up as well. And I think that's a huge thing. And that really says a lot about the man. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's touched so many people just with coding games, uh, let alone, you know, is uh, seeing them at tournaments and things like that. But I mean, he has a, just a, fantastic list of games he's got you know spider-man metallica walking dead attack from mars monster bash medieval madness you name it yeah batman 66 i mean the guy was just a phenomenal person you know yeah in the pinball world and it, such a you know a tragic loss such a young age. I think he was 55, like you were saying, Joel. Um, just, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, 100%. And it's just, um, 
Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, pinball's awesome. Pinball's awesome. Playing pinball's awesome. It is just a box of lights that we all love to, you know, interact with. But but the truth is that this hobby really takes a whole nother step when you get to know people in the hobby and you make friendships in the hobby and you you really dive into the community uh, uh, of pinball and, and realize, you know, we all share a lot of, you know, the same interests. We all have this, this same love of a game, but yet... I, I don't know anybody that has a well, this is probably part of the problem, but I don't know anybody that has a collection that doesn't want to share it, right? Um, there probably are people and I don't know them because they don't want to share it. But most people <laughs> in this hobby, if they have a collection, if they play pinball, they want to share it with other people and um which is which is really cool. And there's um I don't know, there's just some really loving and caring and genuine people in this hobby. And and what's really cool is it just seems like Lyman was was that person, um, not only two other people in the hobby, but he also, you know, just the icing on the cake was the fact that he programmed and was an incredible programmer and made some incredible, incredible games. Um, I, I know I pulled up the the pin side top. This is so this is January 23rd, 2022. If I look at the top 10 games right now, uh, Lyman did number two, number three, number five and number 10 uh, of the top 10. And then he did number 12. I mean, it's just like he's he knows what he's doing. And, um, and what is cool is his games are going to be played for many, many, many years to come. So, um, quite a legacy that he's left not only in product, but also just, it, it seems like he's really touched a lot of people as well. So, um, I, I guarantee there will be plenty of other podcasters, plenty of other, you know, streamers, media people that will, that will do stuff for him. And, um, and we knew we wanted to mention it, but it's just the, the truth is the three of us have never met him. Um, and it's unfortunate that we didn't because it, it truly sounds like he, he was an incredible, incredible, uh, human being, um, for sure. And I know Tom has, has, or has had pretty much every one of his games. So yep. <laughs> I think, um, all I can say is that I think there's people that are already doing this. If you, ha- if you happen to have one of his games, you know, next time you, you get a high score, go ahead and put in LFS for the initials, um, which is really cool. Well, I think too, that the silver lining through all this, when you try to find I guess, for lack of a better term, the good in a tragic, tragic situation is that it it shines a light more on why we all do pinball to this extent, why we put out content. And, you know, I'll be flat out honest with everybody out there and with you two. The reason why I prioritize this even over my own personal podcast is just because I enjoy getting a chance to hang out with you guys. This is almost like our poker night, you know, and even if we only had two (laughs) listeners that yeah. might be two of our wives and one of them's obviously not going to listen. It's not so, mine. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it, you yeah. know, it, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a time to connect with people. And I will say like, well, one of the most fun times that I know I have, and I know you two do have as well, because we talked about this before, is that just being able to go to certain events or expos or whatever you want to call it, and just being able to meet people and have people yeah. come up. It's, it's humbling but at the same time, it's great to get to know somebody and hear about their collection and hear about what they're passionate about. And I think at the end of the day, that's what I'm seeing most out of this is people are sharing different Lyman stories and you're discovering that these people aren't just in one spot. They're everywhere. And there's so many of us out there. And the reality is, is that that's what makes this hobby go. That That's what truly makes this a special thing. And it, that's what gives reason for us just to enjoy the hobby together. I mean, that's about as positive as it can get, just having great human interaction, even though Joel is sometimes <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but outside oh, of that, wow. like that's that's yeah. why I love doing this with you guys. That's truly why. Yeah. So 
the love fest is done though with you two. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'll I'll tell you, Travis. You ever you know if you ever really get lonely, you just make yourself a Tom Graf keyboard uh, soundboard. And oh uh, my gosh, you know it's great. You're never you're never alone again. Oh, let me tell you. I'm on. Is it okay? Is it okay if I just sit here and watch? See, you know, I need to take that with me to Indisc. Is what I need to do because nobody will know the difference. I could really throw some people off. Like if Neil, because Neil's going right. Neil's going to Indisc, so I could have a soundboard. With Tom and play it behind Neil, he's in line, and that oh. might that might fire him up. I don't know. It might throw him off his game. You know, I don't know. Neil still talks about when I was streaming that tournament and I was yelling "help" because the flipper <laughs> the flipper yeah, button yeah. wouldn't yeah. go in. Yeah. And uh, you should play that by him because he's like, Dad, I thought you were getting stabbed or something. Because <laughs> he's yeah. like, the way you're screaming. And I'm like, I, yeah. I sent that clip to Joel because that was probably one of the funniest <laughs> things I've yeah, ever seen. I wish I had it prepared, but I don't I don't have that clip. But yes, there is a uh, I'll find it. And it's yeah, your flipper button was stuck. So you're trying to yell for you're trying to cradle up a multi ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're you're yelling for the the technical director and <laughs> help help help. Well, <laughs> it was during it was during the finals, yeah. wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, it was it was the semifinals. And, it was Star Trek, and like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I started multi-ball, and I'm like, what the hell? I can't push the button in. <laughs> yeah. and, and all these balls are, like, whizzing by the flipper. <laughs> and it's it's stuck down. It's not yeah. because it's because of the button. Yeah. I can't press it in. People are probably like, why the hell isn't he flipping? Yeah. I'm just screaming for help. I yeah. love the sequence of it because you were intense, then you were excited because you got into multi-ball, and then you just saw despair hit, yeah. and then you realized it wasn't working, and you started yelling. You're like, help! Help! And then all the balls drain, and yeah. then you just hear Tom go, "Son of a bitch!" And he's just like running at the. Game. <laughs> well, was, the, the best yeah. part of it was I literally unstuck it when I got pissed off and hit the side of the cabinet, and then it's like, well, nobody's gonna believe me now. Yeah. Oh, it's on stream. It's pretty great. It's. Uh, uh, so, what was the ruling on that? I, I assume you got a comp ball, right? No, no. Uh, oh no, because we, we you unstuck the, it, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah, and then oh. Thorn, Thorn went over and checked it. And yeah, I was I'm like, about to say. I could have went to the video, but I at that point I was like, I'm I'm not even going there. Oh my god, this makes it so much better. So Thank does, you. Pinball, does does pinball streaming? You don't have so many challenges, you know. You don't. You can't like. Mm-mm. You can't pull the flag out of your sock and and challenge challenge go yeah, to replay. Well, so here's what the rule is. I think Joel. Here here's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a flipper button that's stuck. I think the TD is allowed about three minutes of time just to shotgun the flipper to see if it sticks. And if it does, then they can make their decision afterwards. So obviously with Tom hitting the button or whatever hard and yeah. unsticking it, then as soon as the TD comes over, they're going to find that, hey, it's not stuck at all. You just sucked at multiball. So, <laughs> you know. yeah. But yeah, I, I think they, they have used the stream sometimes. I mean, not at Dis- District 82, but other places. I'm sure they've used the stream in or, order to determine what the score was or what the oh yeah we had I, the, I guess the situation uh, of the game we had the situation on uh, Bra- uh, Bram Stoker's Dra- Dracula where uh, Luke uh, somehow got the ball out of the uh, the mist lock yeah. oh he yeah he wiggled it out yeah which is which is actually legal I believe yes and I think it was declared not legal correct. I believe so. There is a rule on there now in the uh, in the 
IFPA rules. I'd have to look it up, but it might be illegal now to really? steal it that. Out. So Luke screwed it up for all of us. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'll have to reread it. See, Joel, this is this is the rabbit yeah. trail that we go These down. The, or we call it, the rabbit hole. Yep. Well, and and hey, it's a great transition because the very next thing on our list is actually Indisc. So I know Indisc is is mm. I don't know probably. I mean, it's uh, it's no super series, but is this is this like uh, top three? It, top it's three? a major. It's, three. Yeah, so it's a major. It's a big deal. It's yeah. so yeah. good. And this is um this is run by Carl D'Angelo, right? I mean, I think. And Jim and, Belsito yeah, and Bob yeah. Matthews. And then there's a, a slew of other people that, yeah. that help. Yeah. There's well, a lot of people. If Carl's name is attached, then it's going to be good. It's going to be good and it's going to be done well. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming Carl will stream it. So I'll be, I'll be happy to watch oh, yeah. it um, in person or, you know, live or, or afterwards. But I don't know. For you guys, I know in disc, there was a bunch of drama associated with this because it was the original location. They were, weren't they moving to another location? And then that location, they had to get rid of it because it was uh, a, a weed farmer. I don't know. It was like a big deal. And then they sold a ton of games. So then there's questions whether or not in disc was even going to happen. And I don't. Uh, so how is this is, is this kind of a miracle that is happening? And then how is it happening? And who's where are these games coming from? Uh, collectors basically i know jim belcito a lot of his games are going to it but neat what's that i said that's neat i mean that's oh, cool yeah. that, that people are like i, I thought I joel said that. me yeah I that's what i thought me. you I'm said like, too yeah, like I, what I, yep, I'm your ninja my turtles TNA. is coming yeah, out my turtles and tna i'm <laughs> shipping them out you know yeah <laughs> but the funny yeah. part is there's actually a ninja turtles that's going to be there too joel well, you know, feel free to listen back on Triple Combo and, and everybody can learn how to play it. It'll be no, great. nobody listen back to that. No, <laughs> nobody is going to end disc. Well, yeah. and obviously, you know, Travis and I haven't seen the location, but it sounds like the location is going to be pretty cool. Um, a lot of a couple of the hotels are nearby, which when it was in Banning, uh, nothing was really nearby the museum. So, and, and restaurants and things like that. So I think it's just going to be a, a better overall atmosphere for the show. Yeah. I think the, the place that it's at, it's the Riverside convention center. I think it is. And it's attached to another show that's called the festival of fights or something like that. I guess it's just video game fighting. I don't know. I haven't really looked (laughs) into it too much, but there's other stuff that's going on right now, but no, it's, it's a big deal that this tournament is happening though, because in the, in the way that every pinball tournament's going right now, obviously Pinburg is gone and there's been a lot of other with Papa leaving and replay FX that left a major hole in terms of some of these big tournaments. And a lot of us, once we saw what was happening with Indisc or with where they were with the pinball museum, once that all kind of exploded, because we were all fired up that they were moving to the new facility. I mean, we already had it figured out. Here's the airport we go into Here's the Airbnb we could all stay at. This There's everything yeah. around here. It's all within walking distance. And then all of a sudden we see, well, wait, that's not going to happen. And we all legitimately had just like that, oh shit moment. Like we're, we're in danger here of losing a major tournament again. Yeah. Right. And so that, that right there, to me, it's amazing that Carl, Jim and Bob and everybody else that they were able to get this back together and get it to where that they did not miss another year because they could have easily 
just said, you know what, this is too much right now. We need to figure this out. Let's take a step back because obviously 2021 was canceled, but they made it work and they decided, hey, we're going to put this on. So they're joining up with, I guess it's Festival of Fights or whoever else it could be, because usually this tournament is in January and it's about a month after it usually is here in early February. So I think it, that it's amazing that they were able to get it all scheduled. And I know that there's a lot of people fired up to be able to go play. Absolutely. Yeah. Tom's, I mean, this is, I, I feel bad for your heart, Tom, between the, the, the rush LE, re, you know, w- like the rush reveal. And then you've the, the sleepless nights of just waiting in your bed, you know, for your rush LE. And it's then on top true. of that, you got Indus, Indus coming up. And knowing that your son is ranked higher than you, it's just like, how are you, how are you doing? You know, it's, it's a tough life, Joel. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm excited for, I'm really excited for Indisc. It, it just, it's going to be fun just seeing everybody at a major event again. That's, that's the big thing, you know, just going to be super stressful too. But oh, let's yeah. face facts, Tom. This is it's, not it's an easy card. tournament. This no. is not an easy tournament. This, this isn't is... a Joel comes in here and just wow. dominates Led Zeppelin tournament. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, boy. I can dominate one shot on Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Joel, I, got, do, I got one shot. Do you remember what a pop card is, Joel? Uh, no. You, you don't remember at all? You want to take a guess what you think it is? Pop a card? Is this where like you have... Papa. P-A-P-A. Papa. Pinball? Professional Amateur Pinball Association. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. Well, yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. But what is a Papa card? <laughs> is, a pop- is this one of those where um, you you can? It's like you have to play so many games to qualify. It's like so to get a card, five games. That's what it is, and it's five in a row. So you could have four yes. amazing games, and then if you bomb on your fifth game, you it basically trash you. your card, or you you risk it, or you have to buy like you have to buy another card, right? Or you try oh, again. There, there's going to be a lot of voids and a lot of yep. a lot of okay, budgeting so, and a lot of blowing up budgets. So last time, this was what surprised me, right? We we talked. What was it? Free play, fl- Florida. You you were um. What what was the terminology there? Where you had you had pump, so many pump plays, and pump and dump. That's what it was. Yep. And and Travis was the idiot that bought way too many plays and didn't <laughs> need them, right? That yeah, was, I had to waste. I had to waste a lot at the end. Yep. So realistic, like a card here. What what does it cost to do a card? I think it's twenty dollars for the main, fifteen for classics, and then there's a high stakes, which is fifty dollars a ticket. Wow! Yeah. Okay. So there's three turn. Uh, well, the- there's there's also a women's tournament for fifteen, and then a Target Classic Match Play tournament. Yeah, that's and on there, the first day. And there's actually two classics tournaments. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, and and are you the two of you planning on doing all of it, but the women's? I'm not doing the target match play. I might throw a ticket or two in the high stakes, but I'll probably do the two classics and the uh, main. Well, I'll do the main for sure. So last time it was what? Like, Travis, you spent a few hundred bucks on on your, your uh, pump and dump. What You're saying 20 bucks a ticket. Like, do you remember last time? You, like, how many? Are you talking like five tickets? Are you talking... Well, it, de- it depends how well you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's obviously with everybody flying out there, there's nobody that's going to just put in three tickets and just say, well, you know, I tried. Keith Ellen. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it may be like Jared one, August one or somebody like that. One ticket and he walks <laughs> yeah. off. I'm done. See you guys on Sunday. 
But the reality is, is that they typically have these games set up very difficult. And even if they weren't set up difficult, there is a lot of pressure to perform on that game because you can't take any balls off. Like if it's a pump and dump and you mess up ball one and you mess up ball two, you're just kind of like, you know, well, you know, I'm playing free now and you could just, you know, pretty much plunge and swap. But on here, it's, I mean, it is stressful. Out of all the tournaments I've played in, this is probably the most stressful one out of all of them and probably the only one that I actually stress at because you have to perform for five straight games and you have to be very strategic about which games you pick and right. when you pick them. Because one of the games a couple of years ago was Rescue 911. And this is hilarious because I was talking with a few people about that game before we, we went out there. And I told them, I said, this is going to be the one game that people will discover that they can repeat a shot over and over again with multiball. So if you want to try to get a good score on it, play it early on before word spreads. And sure enough, I, I remember this because even... Myself and Colin McAlpine, and I don't know if anybody else was with us, we went out to the main floor just practicing that and just kind of learning where the ins and outs are. And then sure enough, word starts spreading around. People started putting up a few billion. But the problem was those people were like Keith Elwin and Kaylee George and (laughs) Zach Sharp. And these are games that were lasting 30 plus minutes. I mean, I got got in the queue and I was thinking to myself, okay, this is going to just be my anchor game. I'm just going to put up a score because not too many people are playing it. And then I see, wait, Keith Elwin's on it still, and he's on ball one. And then I see that Zach Sharp is in front of me. So I'm like, okay, so I'll just go use the bathroom real quick. I'll come back. I come back, and Elwin's still on ball one. And I'm looking at the queue time, and it's showing like something ridiculous, like 75 minutes. I'm thinking, (laughs) what am I doing here? So yeah, so that's part of it. You have to really think about your strategy with what games you want to play at the beginning and what games you want to play mid, and what games you want to play at the end. And oftentimes at these tournaments, you end up finding one game that you did not expect to be on your card. That often happens with a lot of people. And that's uh, what I'm hearing is it's going to be turtles for everybody this year, right? No, no. No. Everybody better stay off turtles. That's my pen. They better stay back. I'll bring a stick and just hit everybody with it. So so you're saying the, um, the score... The score is still compared to everybody else's, right? So it's like you have your five, but it's your score on that is compared to everybody else's score. So if, if and know. yourself, if you play it again, your score stays on oh, there wow. unless you yeah. avoid the card. Unless you avoid the card, yep, your score stays on there. But you would like if you if you had three great games in a row and your fourth game sucked and your fifth game sucked, you'd say just you know cancel all that, right? You'd void it and then you're back to square one. Not necessarily in the beginning. I mean, in the beginning, you're kind of using those to kind of feel out the games and gotcha. then, yeah towards early the, on, yeah. when it's saturday and you're like i gotta make the top whatever 24 40 whatever it's gonna be then you're 40. like yeah hopefully uh wow. then then you're like yeah i gotta uh i gotta avoid this right now and and uh start over to be honest, I mean, it's it, it, I find this fascinating. I, I think that sounds really, really cool. I also know I do not think I would handle that well at all. Anybody that's watched anybody that's watched me stream, I am so far from consistent. I mean, I have games, uh, you know, even on Godzilla, I'll have a game that that'll last, you know, thirty minutes, and then the very next three games will be, you know, less than five minutes each, and it's just like. And and that's I get it. That's the that's one of the big differences between uh, you know a casual player and and a tournament player. You guys are all about finding finding those shots, finding finding the the, the things about certain games like you're saying Rescue Nine One One. Find 
the thing that you can do safely and do it over and over and over and over again. And, um, yeah, I, I find it, I just find it incredibly fascinating. I, I look forward to seeing this. I, I look forward to watching. I mean, this is, um, I, I know Indisc was the tournament, like, uh, Marty Roberts Robbins would talk about that. Like this was, there are people from Australia that'll fly over cause it's California. And, um, I hope, I know, I know you have to be fully vaccinated to play in the tournament. So I'm yeah. curious. Uh, I, I, you know, I hope there's, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of really good people there. And I hope there's some people from out of country that can come in and, uh, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not even participating in it. I'm just, I got to watch it. Are you aware of what the main bank is? The main bank is in what games there are or what you're the money you win. The game. the what games, games? What, what games there are, Joel. The main bank of games? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't. The main I, bank. I don't know that. So it's roller games. Nice. And this is how crazy this bank is. It's roller games, WWF Royal Rumble, Laser Q, Godzilla LE, Alien Star, Dirty Harry, Ninja Turtles, Party Zone, Stargate, Atlantis, and I don't, is that the Bally version, Tom? Yes. I don't yeah, even know. That, okay. That's the Bally. Shadow and Frankenstein. And I think there might be a couple other games too. That doesn't sound like 18 because usually they have 18 in the bank. And that's it? So uh, that's, a, that's it. That's all you're going to play for. There should be more. That's six, eight, ten. That's 12. So there should be six more, I would think. Because I think that there was 18 a couple of years ago. Was there that many? Well, mm-hmm. so yeah, last time I did the count. Once you get in though, once you're in, um, like you make top 40 after that, do that. How do they do it? They split you into four. I mean, is it like match play after that or? Yeah, it's match play, but then there's double buys. So if you're way up there, you may get a couple of rounds by, which is gotcha. exactly what you want. But it's, I mean, even in the first round, it's crazy difficult. I think my first round in 2020, I had Raymond Davidson was our bus driver. So he was picking the games. And then Luke Nuhorniak was in there and Elliot Keith which is, I think he's from North Carolina. He's an excellent player, usually a top 100 player out of there. So that was just the first round. And Tom, who did you have in your group? Do you remember? Uh, it was Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay and I got knocked out. And then it was Lonnie uh, Langroff. And um, I'm trying to think of the other Seattle player's name is very good. Um, I can't think of it right now. So there's no, even first round. First round is still something to be terrified from. I mean, it's just what it's. I mean, this is the best of the best, is what it sounds like. This is. Oh yeah, these are the people that yeah. that made it in, you yeah. know. And there was over three hundred people qualifying to oh, get wow. into this tournament, so it's not not an easy task. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited, um, and I we we will definitely do another episode. Um, you know, I'm assuming in two to three weeks, so it'll be after in disc so we'll hear all about it we'll hear about how well neil did it'll be <laughs> it'll be really good it'll be great it'll be either tom or i celebrating our new world championship <laughs> that's <laughs> right sorry yeah. mr stone yeah um well we watch, have t- watch us not qualify tom <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying yeah. a word dude it's it's gonna be difficult like po- okay sorry face. joel no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one of the things though, and Tom kind of alluded to this, and Joel, this is super important for anybody that's listening to us that's going to Indisc. You have to really manage your time because those classic tournaments are just one, you know, one a day. Yeah. You you got to be careful to get caught up because if you don't have a good card in main, you still got to put up a good card in classic. So you kind of got to decide, 
whether you want to go play classics or whether you want to go play main. And you got to make those decisions back and forth after day one. You got to be really careful in that time. And so you'll see your very elite players usually get in on both, but there's still times that even a top 10 player will still fail to qualify. It, it happened several times in 2020. So it is a very difficult tournament and I highly encourage everybody to <laughs> definitely manage your time. That's so, so important. I learned that the hard way. Can I, can I, I at least yeah. eat Travis? No, <laughs> no. I'll tell you, i tell you what though, Joel. So yeah. in disc was, I met Tom at free play Florida back in 2019. We just met briefly and he was just a total prima donna. Didn't want to talk to me. I was no, like, you okay, okay, whatever. You locked eyes, <laughs> you locked but, eyes and you got lost. I understand. But it was funny. So we met again at in disc because we had a mutual friend, Luke Nahorniak yep. and he introduced us and that's when I told Tom, I was like, Hey, you know, I met you at free play Florida. And Tom's like, yeah, I don't remember that. I'm like, Oh God, great, <laughs> great. This guy, this guy here. Yeah. So no, he was really friendly. And Tom even was watching me play a game. I forgot what game it was, but I did. I think it was cosmic princess. I think that's what it was. Yes. And I did decent on it. And Tom was there and he even told me, good job, Travis. He used my name and everything. I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be my buddy now. And look, we're doing a podcast hey, just a couple of years later. Yep. Yeah. That's how it starts. Tom's hard not to like. I mean. I know. He's, I a, know, he's yeah, a good yeah. guy. And then, <laughs> then we roomed together at uh, Nationals and Pinmasters and the rest we of did. history. Just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple of months later, we were roomies with everybody. We had like a pinball camp that was there in Colorado. And yeah, that was so I remember much that. fun. Yeah, it was See, a lot of fun. Everybody, everybody listening to this podcast that's new into pinball, this is this is what could happen to you. You know, you could meet a stranger from across the U.S. and end up rooming with him a few months later. It's kind of <laughs> it's great. Yeah. All right. Um. So our other two little things. I know we we kind of have a time limit here because Travis has uh, Travis got to go. Hey, we're doing good. We're doing good. good. Um. Stern delays. Stern delays. This is a surprise, right? There's, um, you know, I, I got to give props to to Zach with the Pinball Show. Zach does a really good job at giving updates on on production delays with different companies. Had, Pretty had much to be everybody. the one title that I want, you know? Yeah, the one. Yeah. <laughs> the one, yeah. But Zach has done a really good job. And, and the reality is almost every single manufacturer is delayed in some capacity. I mean, it's just they'll either announce a game and they're not sh like American Pinball. Um, Legends of Valhalla announced, shown, don't know if a single one shipped. Uh, Cactus Canyon announced, shown, don't think a single one shipped. Fathom with Haggis announced, shown, not a single one shipped. Um, but like Stern, Stern has always been the one that like they announce a game, the game ships. And now the, to be honest, there's, it, there's runs of, you know, unless you're in that first run or second run, you may be made, waiting half a year or a full year to get your game. But here we are, Rush announced, shown, nothing. You know, it's been, what, two weeks, three weeks, and nothing. And I think they just officially announced, or it's been leaked, or it's been shown, I don't know. But, like, they're not making Rush right now because of part delays. And 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 so this is the first time that we've kind of seen, even the big even the big boys, you know, are hit with this. And um, they were, I think they were supposed to be running Rush LEs already, and I think they're running Mando Premiums instead. So, um Tom, how are you? How are you doing? You know? It's a little sad. It's a little sad, Joel. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll 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 live. I know I'll get my game, you know, kind of thing. But if, if it's if it's delayed a couple of weeks, I'm not I'm not gonna sweat it. Yeah. You know? If it's 
if it's delayed till uh, you know July, I might uh, I might have a temper tantrum <laughs> on the floor or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's that it's that mirrored backlash, you know. I know you 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 don't like to play a game unless you can see yourself in it. It's I get it. Freaking rush, Joel. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> don't know how excited yeah. I am about this. No, I know. I'm I uh I I am excited for you. I want you to get the game soon for sure. Well, it's it's kind of like the tell of two things. It's it's very odd that all of a sudden now we see Stern kind of facing this with a new game. But yeah. obviously we have to believe that they knew that this was happening because the other tell of the tape is the fact that they still have this whole backlog of other games that they can just immediately pivot to mm-hmm. to where their line is never truly dead. And in this case, they're pivoting to a game in which it came out, what, May of 2021 to work on some premiums again with Mandalorian Premium. Now, what I'm curious of is whether or not some of these are still for people that ordered on day one or at least the first month. Cause I know I had a couple yeah. of friends that finally got their Mando premium earlier this month and they had ordered way back in May or early yeah. June. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where they're still heavily backlogged, but this is interesting to me that the decision was made to go ahead and not delay rush yet. You have to believe that they were kind of aware that this was going to be delayed in this way. Like, I don't think that they would announce this and just all of a sudden be like, Oh, we can't get the parts in. We just got to do this. I I would have to think it probably happened. And yes, Tom, I know my camera went out. I got to pay <laughs> my electric so bill. So <laughs> once again, everybody that's listening, you don't realize this, but Travis, he gives he just talks so much smack, and he definitely mm-hmm. has he has the most money invested in audio and video equipment out of the two of the three and of it us. Never and his works. camera turns <laughs> off like <sighs> at least three times. Three every time we see Elgato no signal almost as God. much as we see. I Travis. thought my OnlyFans thing would work a lot better than this. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, so it's the uh, Canon product. Mm. No. Well, um, but no, but it's, honestly, it's good. It's good that Stern can get another game on the line because I mean, a lot of the companies can't really do that. Yeah, they can uh, pivot. Yeah, it's yeah. It's great. I I mean, so it's obvious it's not like um, it it has to be a unique part for that game. So it's not like, well, they're just low on their main CPU boards because then then that would shut everything down. I mean, they they obviously the 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 parts that that are consistent with every game, they must just they must. I don't know what they're doing, but they obviously have a constant supply of all of that. But this there's got to be something, you know, it's probably the 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 drum kit, you know, the the bass drum clock or (laughs) or something or uh, it's probably this right here. It's called a fork. Yeah, it's probably the fork part, <laughs> you know. And the- <laughs> I don't remember what that's from. Yeah, uh, you were talking about the side shot, and we were uh, like, "What is that? The two up posts? What is that?" And you, it's called a fork. Yeah, I don't know. I heard it, and I was like, "Yep, clipped. Yep." <laughs> so I don't know, but it's coming. I that's the thing. We know it's delayed, but it's coming. You know, yeah. um, it'll just be a few more nights of restless sleep, Tom. But it must, it'll get. There. It must be the washing machine that's holding everything. <laughs> the washing, yeah, the, the washing machine, time machine part in the back. Yeah. For now sure. I have talked to a couple of people that have their first impressions of playing the pro. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Or should we just tease it and just leave the leave the no, audience no, wanting I want more? It. I I need to I need you to want know. to know. Tom I need needs to so, know in the info. Uh, yeah, Tom needs me. it. All right. All right. So. Basically, what I was told was that the game, and this is kind of what we discussed while we were watching the uh, Jack Danger stream, because we noticed, uh, you know, something kind of happening that every time Raymond got up, he was just crushing shots. 
And then, you know, Tim, he was doing pretty well, but we noticed when those two weren't there that those shots weren't coming as much. And so one of the things is, is I was told that this plays very much like a Borg game and no shot on there is a gimme. But if you're going to be an above average player, you're going to have a lot of fun because it's well coded even early on, even with its release code that it still feels like it's, it's pretty full to begin with and that the shots are very satisfying, but I haven't heard anybody say that they like that dead end shot where the Vuck is with the premium and the LE. And that was one of our concerns with the pro and just kind of my thoughts on that with what I said back to other people is I think if it's on location, not too many people are going to really worry about that anyways. But I could see if you have that at home and you're playing this over and over again, it might be one of those things that you might want to upgrade to a premium because that was one of the cool shots I thought in the whole entire game because there was certain things coded in to where you could just start ripping that shot over and over again and have the ball return back to your right flipper. And seeing that type of flow to me is very important as a player. And there was a lot of people reporting back to me that they didn't really enjoy that shot too much. But everything else on the game, they said that when the shots were being hit, it was a lot of fun. They didn't say it was a brick fest or anything like that. They just said it is a semi-difficult shooter. It's not impossible, but no shots on there were a gimme. Even the up the middle shot. They said if they had it to compare to something... That basically, and I heard, I actually heard three people make the same comparison, that the Black Widow shot on Avengers was easier than what the Mm. rush shot up the middle is, which is kind of surprising. So I don't know if it was because of rejects. I probably should have asked and followed up on that. That's uh, how awesome of a journalist I am when it comes to this (laughs) thing. But, you know, but overall, I'm excited about that when I hear that, because I don't want a pin that's just going to be an easy shooter. I want something that's going to be challenging and not something that. Tom, that we're going to wizard mode within 20 games or so. And Joel, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe you might wizard mode it when you take the glass off. But yeah, well, besides yeah. that, you know, it's <laughs> it. So it sounds like to me, Tom, the way that they described, I think you're going to absolutely love this game. And I think even if you're not a Rush fan, I get the feeling that it's going to be one of those games that grows on you. Yeah. I really do. I think just the way that it's put together and the way that it came off on the stream with how everything's coded in, just the sounds, the lights, I got it makes sense. Now for me, it kind of still feels like there's might be a little too much multi-ball, but I don't know yet because I need to play it myself and find out. But there's got to be a reason that it's in there. It's just kind of discovering why it's in there. Sure. Did that it, satisfy your need, Tom? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Tom, you need to get a rush. You need to get a you need to get a rush pro, a rush premium. And like five Rush LEs and just line them up. <laughs> uh, Zach Money, I want uh, banners, <laughs> all the accessories. All of it. And so none of it's it, announced yet. None of the accessories have been shown. But well, you're oh, in. that's surprising because on the last few titles, I mean, right at launch, they had all the accessories. Like for, well, for Avengers they did and for, yeah. I think, Mando. Mando, they had everything but the topper. yeah. Yeah, Godzilla was Godzilla. They have not shown the the side blades. They haven't shown those for Godzilla yet. Okay, um, but point. they have not the the art blades. Yes, the 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 yeah the side rails. They haven't and they haven't shown the topper. So yeah, but um, I would I would make the assumption that Rush stuff is probably going to come out sooner than those other two. Yeah, I would think just because the Rush people were involved, yeah. the band members were so heavily involved, it would 
very much surprise me if those accessories weren't available earlier than than even Mandalorian because Mandalorian it's still struggling just to get the connected achievements right now. Yeah, good point. Do, yeah. Do you think a lot of the behind on the accessories is just what we're seeing in the market as far as you know games not coming out like they should? I don't know. It's a curious thing because I'm of the mindset that I'm very surprised that Stern doesn't have the accessories ready to go on day one, because I feel like you're getting people to purchase on day one. You're getting people to commit to the LEs. And it feels like a lot of these times, most of the accessories on a lot of previous games, they're just simply not available till months down the line. And somebody might be getting rid of their game by then. So I'm very much surprised that they're not available quicker. And I would, I mean, obviously the reason for that is license issues because there, there's some games like Avengers, for instance, they had stuff, I think on day one, right? If I remember right, they, they showed the topper on day one and some other stuff approved and made. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's kind of curious, but I think that just, I don't know. I don't think that that'll ever change just because of pure license issues, but I mean, I will say though, so here's a free market analysis here and Joel, follow me on this. All right. (laughs) Okay. This is how big Rush is right now. And I was very surprised by this. I had an idea of how passionate Rush fans were, but I've been wondering this. All right, Tom, Yes. if they kept releasing another version of Rush in which the art package was just geared towards a certain album or even a certain band member, where they change something around with the art how would that be for you would that be something that you would want to get eventually or would you just be happy with the one pin that you have uh i mean i'm pretty happy with the way things are right now but uh so this might kill your market research but (laughs) uh yeah i guess it depends i'd have to see what what it was you see what i mean joel it depends. It, yeah. so the the rush that, yeah. rush fans love this theme. He, even Tom himself was like, "Oh, I'm going to kill it." But it depends. Like that's it how big depend, this game yeah. is. That that's how big this game is. Yeah. You know, we take any other game, you take any other fan base. Like for me, I love Avengers, but even if they came out with something else, I'd be like, "Nope, I got what I got." Yeah. But rush fans, they are die They're, hard. Yeah, die hard fanatical. Yep. They the that um what is the documentary I saw? They said it's weird. They, they claim that they're the largest cult following band. You're like they're, they have, they are the biggest band with the largest cult following. If that makes sense. Like yeah. it's um, they're still considered almost a small band, but the people that are love the band, love the band, you know, like they have the biggest, I don't know, fan base or loyal fan base, which it's, is, which is cool. It's just amazing how a band that only has one top 40 hit and you, I, I bet you neither of you could name what the song is. It's, I mean, I know what, what do you think it Tom is? Tom Sawyer. That's what I know. No, <laughs> it's not that. I it's actually not. know the answer. I know the okay. answer to this. Okay. It's not because Fly I looked by it up. Night? Nope. Nope. It's not that. I know this. And the reason why is I know the this one is Travis can't say. No, 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 no. I'll give you a hint. No, I I know what it is. Because the only reason why I know this is because I watched a stupid YouTube video a couple of days ago (laughs) that was talking about music history. And I think it was it was called um it was in the early eighties and it was called New Um Yep, you're close. New New Something Man. New uh New World Good Man. man. New New Good Man. 
New World Man. I was so close. New World Man. Yes. Tom, can you go ahead and just sing us the chorus real quick so we can uh, see if we know it? Uh, you you hear my voice now. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> hey, we won't get the MCA strike. You can go for it. It's fine. We'll, we'll look it up, Tom. It's all right. Uh, all right. Everybody just go to YouTube. I, look new up New World Man. Man. I, okay. I embarrass myself enough on this podcast. Now, is that song in the game? Uh, it is not. Wow, wow so, yeah. it's not so the a, band members it, it's didn't pretty, even put that in the game. Yeah, it's a pretty mellow song if you hear it. Uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not a rocking song. Let's put it that way. It's kind of right. kind of mellowish. So, so what about? I'm curious about this. I should have asked this last time when Loser Kids were on, but I'll ask yeah, you, Tom. What sure. about Rush makes an American just fanatical over it? Because it's a Canadian band. Yeah. That has one top 40 hit. They're like Joel mentioned, they're considered like they have the biggest cult following there is. What about the band draws you in more than any other band available to listen to? I just think a lot of their music and, and it, the, the music just kind of speaks to me. I mean, the, it, it's not like you're, you know, there, there was that thread Motley Crue. I love Motley Crue, but all their songs are about sex, drugs, and rock and roll and the devil, you know, and, yeah. and Rush, they have themes like, uh, you know, Red Barchetta, a lot of their songs just have a lot of levels to them in, in not only the, the lyrics, but, you know, just the meaning of the songs. So the lyrics have actual meaning. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I've never, I've, I've tried to listen to some of the songs and I'm just kind of like, I'm still trying to catch on with my young self. And as the middle-aged person on this podcast, cause I think Joel, you're like 34, three. Okay. Yeah. I was close. And Tom, you're like 38. I'll, no. give, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I know. I know Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You're like 43. No. 42. 45 going I'll be 46 wow. next month. You, you look I'm so old, I'm an old spry man. though. I, I should have known that you're into dad rock. I should have known. <laughs> but yes, me as a very, very young 37 years old, I just, I, I listen to the music. I love the beats to it. Yeah. And I watch the music videos The music videos to me are hilarious. Like I love just the, the imagery of it and just even watching some of the live shows, just kind of the energy they have. It seems like, and it's funny, it's just the type of music they're playing. It has nothing to do with them bouncing around the stage, but it just looks exhausting to do what they do <laughs> yeah. for a couple hours at a time. And so that's why I've been curious as to if their lyrics actually mean anything or if they just have some type of subliminal message to them that they're really meaning something else while they're saying it. Like, I don't know, because don't they have a song about a dog or something like that? Dog years. <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, there is. Yeah, on uh, the um, uh, did a, no, I'm having a brain fart. Um, yeah, it's dog years. See, yeah, Joel, yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, dog years. Test for Echo is the album that's on. But Joel, do you want to know the first four lines to this? Yes, please. Please okay. tell me. Okay. Since Tom wouldn't sing, I'll just say this in poetry. <laughs> I'm ready. In a dog's life, a year is really more like seven, and all too soon. A canine will be chasing cars in doggy heaven. Holy crap. I, that, I mean, come on now. It's deep. Hey, it's yep. connect, you know. If That's this, deep. This is what gets, you know, Tom's sitting there going, yeah, yeah. 
Right. I mean, I, that's fine. I know, I know, Travis. I don't really want to get into the music that that speaks to you because we just don't need it, right? Hey, I mean, I'm not gonna pull. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull an Andy Rosa and yeah. say we need a Lady Gaga pin or anything like that. But I do prefer hip hop. I do. I like hip hop. I do. I still love classic rock. Don't get me wrong. My dad made me listen to it all the time. I've heard most of everything, and he actually did play Rush a lot when I was younger. So. That's why I kind of remember some of these things, but it's just, it's one of those things that I, I don't know. I think the way that Stern does it is good because obviously dad rock sells and I think it's very well implemented into the games. And I have to believe that. And I even told Tom this earlier on a text message message. I may not be a huge rush fan, but I got a feeling just playing this pen. It has the potential to make me a rush fan. And that says something about what they created there at Stern. A hundred percent. I know when I borrowed Led Zeppelin, I've always respected Led Zeppelin. I know who they are, but the more that I played that game, the more that I, I mean, you can really just get lost in that game. And I, I really like the way that Tim and Ray Day code it because the way the songs just flow and continue. I mean, it really, you just get lost in the music. And I, and I, all I've seen so far of Rush is the stream, but just even watch the stream. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy rocking out to this music and i i don't doubt it at all that out of the whatever 16 17 however many songs are in the game i bet there'll be songs in there that i'll, I'll really gravitate towards or, or really enjoy so i'm i'm excited i hope it um you know only adds fans and i i mean i i do understand there were games like iron maiden that travis you you changed all the music out in the game because you know it just didn't really hit you but hopefully this is this is a, uh, a game that people get and they're like, wow, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to, to like this music as much as I do. So, um, and, and Hey, just, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, if you get a, uh, if you get a rush and you really like it, feel free to email us at triple drain and tell Tom, you know, Tom, you're right. I'm sorry that I didn't, I've, I've been missing out on this band for so many years and, um, yeah, I, how can we be more like you? And, you know, they'll probably start Tom. They'll probably start asking for other advice, you know, like fashion advice, uh, you know, what shoes they should buy, all the good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I am excited. And, and, you know, it's a, it's unfortunate that Stern's a little delayed right now, but I have, you know, I've complete trust that, that the games will be coming and they'll be coming here soon. So hopefully, um, some of the new stuff will get out. There's a few arcades that already have them. Hopefully a few more arcades have, them, and then people can start streaming them and, and uh, show on content soon, which will be good. I get I get to play one in three days, I think. Today's Sunday, right? I'm totally that? time traveling. Why would you say that to Tom? <laughs> yeah, I, I just that's just that's just not not very nice, Travis. Oh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could drive down to Chicago and go to Logan's, but I'll just wait till one's on location here. He says that next week we'll hear. All right, I drove down. <laughs> I drove down to Logan's. Yeah, I'll be, I get, I'll I'll be, be walking shocked. into Indisc. Where's the rush, Carl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say I would be shocked if it's not at Indisc. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, one game that we can almost guarantee will not be at Indisc. This is our last topic here. Um, this is real. This is actually a game that is coming or has already out or something. The game's called Super Hoop. Super Hoop. Um, yeah. Travis just pinged me saying, I know this is supposed to be in chat. I'm not supposed to read this, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's got 10 minutes. So, and he's still typing. He said, love you guys. Don't read this, you donkey. All right. So, um, so we got 10 minutes to wrap this up. Um, yeah, you really can't read what. Okay. Anyways. All right. Cause so, I said, don't ready this, you donkey. 
Oh, so I gave you the benefit of the doubt that you actually spelled it correctly. Don't read this, you donkey. But instead, you wrote, don't ready this, you donkey. Oh, I'm from God. Oklahoma. Uh, you got to okay. make these assumptions. Yeah, you got to help me out. Wow, wow, wow. All right. So All right, we'll keep it real hoops. short and sweet. This is our podcast. Yep. yep. Let's roll. <laughs> super hoops. Travis, you know more about this than we do just because you brought it to our attention. But I know it was streamed recently on RB Flip France. So feel free to check out that stream. Uh, who's the company that that made this? I think they're called Quetzal Pinball. I'm probably there's zero chance that you name. said that right. Yeah, I, I bet I have it right. That sounds like a Spanish word to me. <laughs> Is there a Spanish pinball design? Quetzal. Quetzal. Yeah. It says Quetzal. But, I don't know. But Quetzal. <laughs> well, it was weird because it was funny because I was talking to you guys about this off podcast because I was aware of this game and I couldn't remember if I told you guys or not, but. Somehow it's like everybody else is just now becoming aware of this game. And I find the game actually intriguing, just like their their other game that I think they came out with in 2018, which was called Tokyo Drift. And I mean, they're not super intricate games, but they're interesting. They don't look bad. Let's just put it that way. And I think that the price point is actually right around fifty two hundred or fifty three hundred dollars for one. Wow. But that doesn't include obviously trying to ship it here. To America, so I'm not sure if anybody decides to sell that where the price might land. I would have to think it would be most likely in the mid sixes to low sevens, just because of how much freight would be just to get it over here. But I mean, it's it's an interesting game. Let's just put it that way. It's an interesting theme, and I don't know how much people are really begging for Spanish basketball, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they are. Who knows? Yeah, there's somebody, somebody somewhere is the Tom Graf. No, I'm what I'm saying is there's you know, as Tom is to rush, there's somebody that loves Spanish basketball that much. Somebody that'll dive in. I, well, I mean, basketball is is a pretty you know, I understand it's Spanish basketball, but it's like it is a kind of a universal theme, right? I mean, it's like I don't know if it's yeah, and I, I think I'm trying to remember the video that I saw of it because it was different than the one that RB France or RB flip put out. And I just remember seeing the game and I remember thinking, okay, this looks like it could have some potential to be fun to shoot. It could have some potential just for the levity of it. It's just, I remember that the call outs on it were just weird. I do remember that. That's just something just felt off. Were they not English Travis? Is that no, they were, (laughs) no, I'm pretty sure they were in English. It was just the tone Uh. of the person doing the call outs. It just did not fit the theme at all, at least in my opinion. But that being said, it's I think who's the ones that are that are making this game? Is it it you was told it us about the factory? game? Well, no, I'm <laughs> looking at who's no, no, no. I'm looking at who's manufacturing the game. I think it's called Bitronic. I don't know. I, Tom, I might, you don't know? Come I don't on. know. I, I, don't I don't know. know. I may be messing Trap. up. Yeah. The, the bottom line is there's pictures confirming that this game is being made. Other than that, it might be just an awesome Photoshop job. But it looks like the real deal. No, they, they so. actually streamed it. So I would guess, um, you know, feel free to check it out. And and if it appears on the Twippy ballot or, or the Pinball Industry Award ballot next year, hey, we mentioned it. Well, well, I mean, we'll have to see. Hopefully somebody brings it in. And um, yeah, I, I'm all for a pleasant surprise. That would be great. I, I'm all for if a, an outside manufacturer produces something awesome. Like, sounds great. That Just got too many scoops, Joel. Just too many scoops. How many are there? Two. So two. So does Rush have too many scoops? How many does Rush have? Two. Two. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> 
Tom can we just call it? Yeah. Can we just call that one big scoop? I no, you no. Just, can we call it that one two, scoop with two openings? What does does Attack does, from Mars have one scoop? Does or two? Raisin Bran have more than two scoops of raisins? <laughs> wow. Okay. Is that a cereal? Is that what that is? <laughs> yes. Do they have cereal in oh. Oklahoma? <laughs> I hope. You know, <laughs> they only they only have pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blueberry pop tarts. I don't eat cereal, so I could, I didn't know if that was a cereal or not. It just sounded oh. like one. Oh God, raisin bran. Yes, raisin bran is a cereal. Tom has seen because we were roommates in Colorado, and we've been roommates up in Wisconsin at his own house. He's seen what I eat in the morning, and it's not cereal. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, Joel, you'll find out. You'll oh. probably find out at Expo next year. Oh boy! Maybe or maybe te- even TP. Texas. Maybe even yeah. TPF. Yeah, All well, right. I can't. I can't room with him. He tried. Yeah, he's he bringing tried. his wife and kids. Yep. You know, he wanted uh, to be the little spoon. I was like, sorry, buddy. He could have slept yeah. in the bathtub at night. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. He's only like six <laughs> four. Yeah. 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 Hopefully they got everything's bigger in Texas, right? Big bathtubs. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to wrap this up. Like I said, uh, or Tom's or Travis, so politely typed in chat chat he needs to end this so um i think we're gonna actually go without a tom talks is yes. that i mean it's no nah, i got time mind. for that we go. yeah we're good tom talks he's got something to say tom talks he's got nothing to say tom talks tom talks i got i got nothing all right, we're just going to keep this uh we're going to keep this real short i'll go ahead and take it travis unless you have one that you're just dying to ask him no, I, I just I love Tom's reaction there. Yeah, he really thought he was getting. He really thought he was getting out of it. So yeah, Tom, here's the question: <laughs> um, We have shirts for sale. We have shorts for sale on Silverball Swag. We have some Triple Drain merch. Sh- shirts um, or shorts? Shirts and shorts. There's actually some shorts as well. Really. So um, the question is: How many shirts do we have to sell for you to actually sing this, the chorus of that song? It was New World Man. How many shirts in the month of February before, let's say, we'll give two podcasts. So two podcasts from now, how many shirts do we have to have sell? Shirts, shorts, article of clothing. How many would we have to sell? Uh, I'd have to be 100 to, to get me to oh, sell. 100. Uh, come, what about like 25? All right, 25. 25. I think that, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I think that <laughs> this no. week at Pinball did like not, 50 shirts. Yeah. But it could happen. Okay. Let's so just do people two. Look, <laughs> Two, two, no, two. No, let's lower no, the stakes here. No, twenty-five. Two, two, two this shirts. This is me. You want to say we'll do two? Travis hasn't bought his own shirt yet. He wants to set it at two. Hey, I'm 25. sorry, I'm not the podcasting type that just wears my own merch all the time. That's hey, not I'm, me. I'm good with twenty-five. If, 25. I, if I sing, not only will people cancel the subscription to, to this podcast, but probably uh, TPN as well. They'll unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, 25. 25 it is. Do you have anything else to uh do you want to <laughs> go ahead Tom, this is we have to shut up here. So so yeah. feel free to either talk people in or out of this happening. Uh if if you guys love me, do not buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Tom talk. He had something to say. I mean, the potential, the sound clip that I could get from that, I just, <laughs> that'll be, I, I, first I need to hear the song and I'm telling yeah, you, the there, fact, I'm going to hear has, this song. There has to be uh, like the <laughs> instrumental behind me while I'm singing. Uh, 
Hey, hey, we'll hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, okay? Yeah. But we have twenty five shirts we got to sell first. What did we sell? <laughs> five? I don't know. It's not twenty five. We haven't sold no. twenty five. Yeah, but hey, we just we just got to push it more. I mean, that's the thing. Nobody wants to listen to us talk about pinball. <laughs> no. They just want to hear us like talk about ourselves. <laughs> they like, just want to torture Tom. That. That's yeah. the yeah. problem. We've just heard like, what, what I've learned is we. We just added one more thing that's going to keep Tom awake at night. Yeah. He's, he's going to go, I really hope those shirts aren't selling. <laughs> he's gonna be... All right. Well, um, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Plugs. Travis, take it away. Yeah. You guys can hear me on a triple drain podcast and a pinball podcast. Or are we a triple drain? No, or the we're triple, triple drain? drain pinball podcast. We're not even the triple drain. Why would we need a the? It's triple I drain. Know. I don't think we're the. Are we triple drain pinball podcast or just triple drain podcast? It's triple drain pinball podcast. Okay, great. Okay, you guys can hear me on triple drain <laughs> pinball podcast and a pinball podcast whenever I decide to uh, put another one out. Ugh. Thank you. You're making me check right now to make sure I'm not actually telling you the wrong thing, but it's. I'm pretty sure it's just triple drain pinball. Hey, podcast. We've only done 13 episodes over half a year. It's okay. We still we're working on the name still. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, listen, it's just, yeah, there's no the. Jeez, you're the worst. So All right. Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Yeah, perfect. You yeah. nailed it. Yep. There you All go. Right. Let's go. Tom? Uh, you can find me at Fox City's Pinball on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You know, Tom, if you ever don't want to just, you know, talk, say that, let me know and I'll hit the button. I got your yeah, intro that, ready to just go. just record yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I already got it. I'm ready. I'm good to go. <laughs> um. And yeah, my name is Joel. I do I do just another pinball podcast. I haven't released one in a while. I am trying to set up um, another designer to try to kind of do another breakdown of some games. So hopefully that'll come together. Um, we'll see on that. But if not, feel free to check me out every Wednesday night on the Pinball Network um, or every other Thursday on Flippin' Out um, doing that stream. But yeah, really appreciate Joel, everybody Joel listening. Joel does a great job. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. That means a lot. So uh, yeah, appreciate Tra- you too. too. Travis tries. I, I say I Travis tried. That, is, I, I don't know about you, Tom, but I think I've enjoyed the late that last half of this because his camera's been off this whole time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of well, weird. <laughs> what happened was is I forgot to charge up the battery to oh, the, um, the camera. The he just had a yeah. His only cam session last night was longer than he expected. But <laughs> all right, all right, I'm good. Thank yep. you guys. I well, got another like, one coming up. Like <laughs> always, uh, Tom, uh, you get the last word. Good night, everybody. <laughs>